Welcome, welcome, welcome to Accepted, the College Admissions Insider Scoop. This is Matt Kwiatowski, Assistant Director of Undergraduate Admissions here at Canisius College. And today we're going to be talking a little about student life and how to get engaged with it and also how to find um, your kind of place and fit at school. So um, we're going to be having another podcast about community, talking about a couple of different areas later um, in the season. But this one, we're really focusing on um, actually activities on campus. And I'm lucky enough today to have uh, Zoe Maggiore, who has a role in student life uh, on our campus. So I'm going to let Zoe introduce herself. Zoe? Thanks, Matt. Hi, guys. My name is Zoe Maggiore. I'm currently the Interim Assistant Director of Student Life on campus. I'm actually a Canisius grad for both my undergrad and graduate school. Graduating undergrad in 2019 in Communications and Marketing, and my Master's in Higher Education in Administration. When I was a Kisa grad, I started as a student engagement coordinator on campus. So I was a GA, which really was nice because they helped pay for my school and opportunity for that. And um, got to work along clubs and organizations and kind of really see what I love to do. So uh, leading into that, had a job opening and kind of landed the perfect job. Awesome. And that's the nice thing is that, uh, you know, Zoe has uh, multiple different experiences here. She's been from the grad side, an undergrad student, and then from the professional side as well. So she's going to give us a good sense of different areas. So, you know, first thing we're going to kind of uh, tap into is a little bit about um, the community on campus, especially let's start with a resident student. So how does a resident student get engaged with student life on campus? Because you kind of hear like, oh, I got to be on campus to, to get that engagement on campus. Um, so tell us about like from the resident perspective and maybe from your own personal experience too. Yeah, so for Canisius, it's the majority commuter school. So when you, you get nervous being a resident on the campus, and in my undergrad, I was a resident, so you kind of wonder how do I get involved? What can I, what can I do to really set myself apart? So there's a lot of opportunities. When you live on campus, your RAs are on your floor, in your hall, they hold a lot of events for your specific floor events, kind of meet other people on your floor, kind of make friends that way and inside the residence hall. But there's also opportunities outside the residence halls to meet other people with our club, RHA, which is our Resident Hall Association. So I actually was president of Resident Hall Association my sophomore year. So there's a lot of different events, like grilled cheese and nacho nights, we have smoothie nights, different things to just kind of keep residents on campus engaged, meet new people, have different opportunities that are fun. And just kind of, after you have a long day at school and doing your homework and everything like that, you just want to sit back and enjoy and kind of build that community yeah, I always used to make the joke that uh, being a resident student on campus is like a 24-hour sleepover with your best friends. So that's that's kind of how I always equate it. I, to this day, will always say that I um, had the opportunity to live in Julian, which is our sophomore residence hall on campus. And me and all my best friends were all lived on Julian 3. So for my whole sophomore year, it was the best time to be able to walk from room to room to room to go see any one of your friends. It was the easiest thing. Yeah, and also if you're a Kanisha, so you ever want to start an argument, uh, make the argument between Frisch and Bosch and which one's better, because that's that's always the argument that happens. And Frisch is better. I lived on Frisch six, and for some reason, just never liked Bosch, even though they're exactly the same. No bias there. No yeah. bias. Um, so now we talked a little bit about how a resident student gets engaged on campus. Now, how is a commuter student maybe getting that same type of engagement on campus? Because I think that's a big kind of, I think stereotype that is if you're a commuter you can't be involved on a campus um and how does that happen at Canisius and maybe maybe from examples of friends you've had that were commuters yeah so we have our commuter student association so just like we have RHA we also have CSA and they find different ways to keep your commuter association kind of engaged so like I said majority commuter school and it's 
what we found is computer students want to be engaged. They want opportunities. They don't want to just come to class and go home. So finding these more quick and easy programs and initiatives that are fun and kind of be on campus. For example, every Monday we have PB&J Mondays where you can walk to a computer lab and just grab a PB&J sandwich and it's just quick, easy with music. And then on Wednesdays they have breakfast on the go from 9 to 11.30. So we get a ton of vitamins like bagels, muffins, donuts, fruit, milk, juice, coffee, etc. And it's just, you can sit, hang out, talk to other commuters, still build that community, but also just a nice little perk to have. Um, some other fun events that, let's say, your commuter, you have nothing to do on a Friday night. Um, one of our most popular is our drive-in movie. So we have that in the Stillman lot, which is uh, behind our health science center. Blow up a huge inflatable screen, and you can actually bring your car out, and they set up the drive-in movie, and you can, same as any other drive-in, that's usually the commuters who have your cars, a lot of residents don't. So they, residents do have the opportunity to still come, bring a chair, hang out on a towel, blanket, et cetera. But it's definitely fun to students. Yeah, and I think that's something also, you know, as you know, I'm looking at the numbers of a school being a resident versus commuter, because I think that's something that a lot of people like look at and they're like, oh my goodness, they're like mostly commuters there, mostly residents there. Also make sure you deal you dig deeper into that number sometimes because like the overall resident to commuter population may be skewed commuter at Canisius, but we only require camp students to live on campus the first two years. Right. So the community around Canisius yeah. is largely students and families yeah. so um so just know that like you know we may have a high commuter percentage but we also have a commuter student who literally lives across the street from campus is technically a resonator so it's funny you said that because like i said a friend of ours during my sophomore year junior year moved off campus right at 25 feet which is directly across from the library and um i wasn't i'm no longer a resident so couldn't be an RHA. that's why i became the vice president of csa and it was funny because it was literally walk across the street but Consider yeah, so that's that's something, and then any school that that number can be kind of skewed. So definitely look at that um, when you're kind of thinking about it. Um, so basically, uh, one thing we want to know about was like in student life, how is it? You know, what, what's a good starting point to engage with student life, and how to find those opportunities um, on campus um, to start engaging with the other student body, upperclassmen, underclassmen. Like, what are what are some good ways to to seek out these opportunities um, for someone who's maybe an introvert? Yeah, so, I mean, we have right now about 90 plus organizations, and those are always growing, and you can, it's so easy to kind of start your own. Um, so, basically, beginning of the semester during your welcome week and orientation, things like that, we have the club there. So, that is when all our clubs organizations, if they choose to sign up, you can come in and just kind of give everybody a synopsis of what that club has to offer. So, during that, you find out kind of, what interests you, you sign up, then from then on you can get emails from that club and kind of figure out what the general body meetings are. And that's, I think, the best way to kind of, it's not intimidating. There's yeah. so many students, there's so many clubs, there's so many organizations. It's not, you're not, you don't feel targeted, you don't feel uncomfortable to go up and talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And especially with usually the club leaders are just going to, they want more students, so they're so outgoing and easy to attract and bring in. So I think that's kind of your best opportunity. Um, and with that, I mean, like I said, we have 90 club organizations on campus, but we, they're always growing. We have, for this semester, this past semester, what we had is someone wants to have a badminton club. And <laughs> I mean, we kind of thought, I mean, why not? So it's super easy to start your own club organization. You basically need an executive board. So you're going to need a president, 
being your vice president, secretary, treasurer, and an advisor. So once you have all of that, you'll fill out their name and email. So this sheet is actually all available in Streetwise when you choose to come and get this. And then you're gonna need 15 potential members. So you'll put your emails down. Once that happens, you're gonna go through our USA Undergrad Student Association and they will actually help you build your constitution that will then be passed in our Senate meeting and your club is active and you'll start getting funded. So super easy and badminton club has been so popular. Kids <laughs> love it, students love it. Um, it started late October, so it was cold, but they're still outside and now they're like going to tax. So. Awesome. Yeah, that's a kind of a cool story. I didn't realize you had badminton here. Yeah. Um, so would you say, um, you know, just from your general knowledge, you know, I'm not going to hold you to it, but what do you think are like maybe the top five biggest clubs at Canisius, do you think, that in terms of student engagement as part of? So we have the things that we kind of talk about our pillar clubs on campus. So um, some big ones that we have are SPB, which are our student programming boards. They're in charge of kind of general all student engagement student events. So for one of our big ones is um, RIPA, end of the year celebration. They have food trucks and music, dancing. They have last year, or two years ago. So they had a Ferris wheel. Um, yeah, and then we have guest speakers that they bring in. So we brought in Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. I don't know if you guys remember that show, but I got to meet him, super cool guy. He was doing comedian, really incorporated Buffalo. So that was fun. Um, we have Unity, which focuses on LGBTQIA plus community. Um, they do a lot of different events on campus, uh, some including a lavender graduation and some more with that. C Block is our fan section on campus, so they attend all our events. They go to our MAC tournament. Um, that is super fun, super rowdy. It gets, um, we have our Afro-American Society, which is super big. And I would say our Little Theater, too. Mm, so yeah. That, yeah. I um, actually interviewed them and kind of really got to know Little Theater when I was doing my master's thesis. And so much goes into it, and it's just so much love and passion for that. So. Yeah, and I will give a shout out. Little Theater is actually the oldest club on campus. Yeah. It's it, the longest running club at Canisius. I think it started in like the 1940s. That's, it's crazy. And some of the things that with COVID and so I actually did my thesis that kind of focused on engagement of organizations during COVID and the amount of work that they put into it and still overcome so many challenges. And it's, it's yeah, so, um, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up, just talking about student life here at Canisius and, you know, in general, um, you know, this is kind of more towards parents, you know, what, what's some advice you would give to parents as they're trying to help their student feel comfortable and how to get engaged on campus? Like what's a, what's a piece of advice you would give? So for parents, I would say it takes time. Oh, students aren't going to find their kind of 20th minutes right away. And I know when I was a student, I didn't, um, I feel like the stereotype is that they go to orientation and that's where they find their lifelong friends within that week. And for me, I met some amazing people during orientation, but that wasn't really my, my close group of friends. Um, it just kind of develops. You'll, once you, the first semester, kind of meet and greet and whatever, it, that's when you really find your, your group. And so don't rush it. Don't feel, make it feel forced, especially if your student is just nervous or stressed. Like, it all comes to them. And there's opportunities and yeah, and I would say just for myself too is that one thing I always tell is with students, or especially resident students, um, 
don't always walk into your roommate expecting them to be your best friend um, because that's also a challenging thing sometimes because um, I think sometimes students think that their roommate's going to be their best friend forever and it's like it really should be someone you can live with um, yeah. um, and it's okay it's okay to have people that are that association with that because your best friend might develop from something else right. um, so that's something kind of important to kind of think too yeah my freshman year my roommate I uh, went random just because I didn't really know anyone going into it and got really lucky where we did end up becoming really close but same thing it, we stayed friends throughout, but she wasn't one of my best friends. And sophomore year, I thought the same thing, went random, and we weren't as close, but we lived together, and it was still a good situation, but it just all depends. Yeah, and that's something that's important. Um, I guess one other piece of advice to kind of tap onto, um, what would you say about, like, engaging with outside of student life of on campus? So, like, what's something important that you would note? That we live in such a special place in Buffalo, too, that I think our campus is so, we find so many ways with Canisius to also incorporate the city of Buffalo. And I think it's really important to kind of explore around there. And a lot of classes will tap into the Buffalo community and things like that. So I think that's really important is kind of like step out of your comfort zone and really take in everything Canisius has to offer because there's so much. And it might seem that, oh, Canisius is a smaller school that, I don't know if my student if that's the right fit, but it's it was the best experience of my life and it's why I work here now. It's why I went back here for my masters and I could not bring about the school anymore. Awesome. Well I just want to thank you, Zoe, for being on our podcast today. We really appreciate your time. Um, and this is uh, Accepted, um, you know, the College Admissions Insights Group brought to you by uh, Canisius College. This is Matt. Um, we appreciate your time today. We'll see you next episode and go Griffs. Thanks, guys.